Uh, you know what's that thin? Thin lawn, sparse lawn, sad lawn. It'll be, it'll be the laughing stock of the neighborhood. Scott's Turf Builder. Thicker lawn, everybody. The thicker lawn. Turn your lawn into a thick green paradise. Nothing says uh, pride like a nice thick Scott's lawn. Three-in-one uh, solution, seed, and uh, it'll fill gaps. This is one of the, I don't know, most laugh-out-loud podcasts the po- let's just call it podcast uh, the day after uh, Adam opened for Joel Coy who, who's got a podcast too but his podcast is not as good as Adam's podcast but still he's got a podcast and he, he's he's just always been genuine and and funny and and gives cred to Adam for because I you know he <laughs> One of the richest, okay, back in my farmer's day, it was Larry the Cable Guy got so much money, like $40 million a year, doing doing shows at big, huge events, maybe 15 years ago, and now it's Joe Coy is getting all the, it's like he's, it's, and it, 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 it's true, and I've witnessed it, because I listened to Adam Grove for 10 years now, Pretty much, or eight years, and um, except for the year in prison. But besides that, talk about stealing the moment. I was thinking, God, that's so funny. I was, I'm in a little echo chamber because I'm at the grocery store, kind of in a corner, but, but on a bench, a regular bench. But the thing is, I know. As a homeless guy, I woke up a little too early, and I left my spot a little too early, and I'm tired, and it's like, since I've been drinking, what's my podcast name? Homeless Chunk of Miami, that I'm out of booze now, but I got enough, I got enough cash money, that's what my mom used to say, what's cash, as we would, I don't know, from that, she's born in 1925. She would say cash money, so I don't know, I, I guess I adopted it. But I apparently have about $4 in cash, which allows me to get a $295 set uh, with taxes, $216, no, $316 uh, bottle of wine. And a, but the thing is, is, the store doesn't open for another four hours. And it's, or three hours, yeah, uh, what day is today? But okay, okay, so I went, I decided when I got up, like I said, I, I, wa- I want to live for now instead of in the past. And that's a goal in life to have quality of life, even though whatever life it is. I, I've been really enjoying, uh, I don't know, I kind of, I'm really disappointed that my battery backup pack, uh, which I bought at Walmart, I barely dropped it once, 18 inches, barely. Now I've dropped my phone from like six feet, like 30 times, and it's still, uh, even though there's a crack in the screen, it still works. But it's like this battery pack, I barely dropped it once, and it's like it doesn't even work anymore. So, I got, so I'm, I'm, I'm in power decline. So I. I was over there. There is two all-night access to. Right now, I'm at an all-night access to Wi-Fi, but not 
power. But there is an all-night access to power, at least in this neighborhood, where I'm a homeless drunk in Miami, where, but the thing is, there was a guy working there, and he was, it was like, and I saw the, the truck, I think the truck's gone, because it's not too far, maybe it is still there. I don't know, he, he, he seemed like some kind of construction guy, because he was working on the pile on the, yeah, he's still there, it's like, it's like, he's, why is he working at 3 a.m.? It's like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, well, I smelled the dust at least for 10 minutes. I just kind of wanted to power up the phone just a little bit because there's an out there plug there. Now, there's also another plug, but the thing is I, I could get exposed over there and one time there was a security guard over there, but uh, here, though, this spot is, uh, like I said, a little echo, but I got a uh, it's the grocery store, which is a good grocery store, and since I kind of uh, I always try to kind of downsize a little bit. I'm talking, I'm just talking. Why am I talking? I was listening to Adam Carolla. It was much more interesting than me. Well, okay, I downloaded from here. Now it's like I'm down to like 5% on the phone again. And it's like I'm going to have to like charge this all day tomorrow at the library. But the library doesn't open till 1130 on Tuesdays, and it's like, oh my gosh, I got too many, too many hours to kill, and it's like, I kind of want to go to sleep, because I'm tired, it's 4 a.m., but I've been enjoying Adam Carolla, Adam Carolla's talking about he did an opening little bit for Joe Coy, and, and, and I've noticed their kind of relationships. And Joe Coy is really a funny, nice guy, and it's just so nice. I just, I love the kindness that Joe Coy and Adam Corolla have, and there's some people just so kind. It's, if anything that, makes me happy in life is that people are kind to each other because people are not always very kind to homeless people like myself and I, I think about yesterday it was like one of the worst and best days ever in a way that this that the manager of the of the uh, the cheap booze store which I like I said I got another I got four dollars for a three dollar bottle of wine. To but they don't open till uh, what day's tomorrow? They don't open till nine. She she actually gave me a bottle of wine pretty much, and then I remember one time this guy gave me a he owed me ten cents and change, and he gave me a dollar bill instead, and it was like. They notice that I'm kind of homeless, but they also notice, what do I buy? What do I buy with my food stamps? It's basically beans and tortilla and jalapeno or t tomato, and I'm always looking in a dumpster for tomato or two, which I got, I had a pepper, but they, kind of rotten and through those shit you could tell I'm a little drunk still it's called what is the name of this podcast
And I don't know if I, I think I posted, I said, I try to, it's like I record a lot of it as just personal therapy, but since there's nobody around and it's only fucking 4 a.m., okay, what, and I had to take a crap, it seemed like. That's one of the reasons I got up, too. It's like, I don't want to. Okay, I think the Starbucks opens at 4.30 a.m. I think I can walk that direction. I haven't been there for like a week. It's not like, I, I just, you just, as a homeless person, you don't want to be at, at one spot too long. Because you can be at one spot too long, eventually a manager will notice you, or a cop will notice you, or, or just bad luck sometimes. Somebody's just driving by, and it's like, uh, I, do I want uh, some asshole to notice me? This is, this is, once again, yesterday was one of the weirdest days ever. It's, it's like a whole movie. It's a whole movie. I'm sitting there at the library, and I kind of fell asleep, because it was like the first night I ever had where I was just kind of just on benches instead of actually having a place to lay down. You know, because it wasn't rainy, so I, but I was drunk, but not too drunk, but still, yeah, kind of getting off the vodka, and now I'm getting back on the wine. And uh, this other homeless guy who at least I played chess with once who goes to the library and I've never seen him beg for money, which I don't know, but I noticed he has occasionally newer clothes, so I don't know, maybe he's, he's a younger guy, maybe, maybe uh, he's got a brother or something that sends him a decent amount of money every month. I don't know, I don't have anything like that. All I got, but the thing is he knows that I got food stamps and I actually, had, I gave him credit, I said, because uh, I, I woke up, or like right around the lot, and it's like, he's not going to steal my stuff, I, I believe, and I thought you trust him, and although I, I, once again, I know, I've seen him angry at least once or twice, and he was not nice to me a few times, so, but the thing is, I guess I could forgive him. He's a schizophrenic kid to me, kind of in a way. Maybe he's 30, um, 50 something. <clears throat> but yesterday morning, I was, I was, it was about right when the library on Mondays and Tuesdays, they don't open until 11.30, and it's like, oh, I forgot. And I, realize what day it was and this and that I, and then I wake up and he's sitting next to me and it's like oh well shit and, I, of course, and then I just kind of be outgoing kind of just to be polite I'm an introvert but you know sometimes you got to be outgoing because I was a teacher for 20 years I had to be outgoing I had to talk to kids and this and that Oh, of course, I, I was a great, uh, actually, I would say I was a great teacher. I would say I was a good teacher, but but the thing is, my greatness had to do with my uh, ability to develop and construct programs for kids with severe behavior disorders, and that's what my master's degree, and my master's degree really didn't bother me. It just was part of something I had to do and get the certification and behavior disorders and learning disabilities, and it's not. But my expertise really was that if I had, you know, about $200,000, I could create a school where it might be needed, 
to work with troubled youth. And the thing is, I would, you know, I'm not an administrator. I'm the actual person doing the fucking job of actually teaching. Although I kind of had to become a boss. And that's the basis of my screenplay, where I was the boss. If I had one wish, that could be realistic. Besides winning the lottery, which is not going to happen, because I'm not going to buy a lottery ticket. And although one guy gave me a lottery ticket once as a, as, a, as a gift to a homeless guy, and made me fucking think about it for a week, which I didn't really want to think about for a week, one ticket? <laughs> okay, so, but what, what was I saying? My work, though, is my screenplay. It's called The Four Loves. And I've said this before. It is as good as Lost, Breaking Bad, and Mad Men. It is that good. Meaning that in contrast, when Sylvester Stallone put up a, his screenplay called Rocky in 1976 or so, I don't know sure exactly, and Hollywood offered him $200,000 or whatever, he became a superstar and starred in and directed his own fucking movie. That is pretty crazy. But the thing is, Rocky was valuable enough to, of course, have eight spinoffs. <sighs> My screenplay... But the thing is, I have baggage on my screenplay. My baggage on my screenplay is, first of all, it's not completely done. It's not completely unedited. I got about 50 pages in my pocket, in my backpack, that I still need to edit the last, uh, I don't know, regular screenplay is like 130 pages. And I know the format of a screenplay. Uh, I learned it, because I, I go to the library a lot. And I learned and I put it all pretty much in that format. And I go, got about 40 pages to edit and then the thing is if I, once I finish that edit what am I going to do well, I'm going to print it out and edit it again because I did make a lot of changes I mean a lot of changes it was just one screenplay and that became three screenplays because I realized the one was too large and it was too broad and, but the thing is I added stories true stories of what it's like to be a teacher of kids with severe behavioral disorders I'm talking severe. And then I go, what? At the time, maybe when I was writing a lot of this in the past, it's like the TV series Lost. And this is maybe how I described it a little bit. In the TV series Lost by J.J. Abrams, or what he, one of the creators, and then the other two guys, which was one of my favorite shows, obviously, as I already said. But, they would have flashbacks to what happened in the past to like one character a week and then show whatever's happening in it's more of a serialized form but then have flashbacks to what happened 
to them when they were younger or developing or being a good guy or a bad guy or whatever. And all the characters eventually came out. It's like in, in the reality. Well, that's kind of like my screenplay a little bit. It it takes these adults like me with flashbacks and kids. The thing is about kids now. Okay, so I worked with let's just say for simple example. It's not a simple example. It's a very complex example. Okay, I'm working with this kid, fake name Matt. Okay, real name. Uh, yeah, it's Matt. You know how many times he was sexually abused when he was young and burnt by his father? And how I had to read that fucking file? And then I get to teach him. As he is a sexual predator. And i thinking about the scene. It was real. We're at the YMCA. And I tell one of my staff, he's a new guy, he's kind of a... A good, I don't know, good-looking blonde farmer, farmer kind of guy. Basically getting $7 an hour, so pretty good. I don't know if he's full-time yet or not, because Scott. And then I go, Scott, uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to... I didn't say sorry, because I'm the boss. Because I'm the special ed teacher, and he's my teacher's aide, basically. One of my teacher's aides. And I go, well, I'm going to go swim with the, with the guys, and maybe jump off the pool a little bit and you know the, the deep end and you have to watch Matt who might touch one of these little preschool kids so make sure he doesn't <sighs> talk about putting panic in somebody's fucking face now <sighs> Well, he did his job. <laughs> you know, he stayed close to Matt. You know, Matt maybe wanted to move in those directions, but Scott got in the way as I was kind of, because there's two pools at the Y. You got the kind of baby pool and you got the uh, regular pool. And it's like I said, I got to swim with these other guys because I got five or six, eight guys who like to swim and they're good. And good behavior, although they diagnosed with severe behavioral problems, they don't have a behavioral problem. This is their activity time. And I rewarded them by taking them to the YMCA. And I said, we're just going to have me and fun. Me and, me and Celia, we're going to, me and Celia are having like an affair, kind of. An emotional affair. And touching each other kind of in the, in the pool. This is, once again, February 2002, the basis of the screenplay. March, maybe, or April, I guess, I'm not sure. And so I had to tell Matt, no, I had to tell Scott, I go, just make sure he doesn't touch one of those kids. That's barely 1% of the drunk. I. <laughs> I'm not putting it off on Scott. I'm just telling him this is your job today. And he did a good job. He did a great employee. 
and a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. And I and I kind of took his character and gave him the same name. I don't know. And in the in the story in the screenplay, he's got his he's got a role too. He's like an guy who's having a bad marriage and this and that and it's like things you might overhear or this and that. It's like the story is about the kids though. The kids under 18 or 21 are real. The stories about the staff are kind of made up. Except for my story. That's my story. Eventually I go to jail. Something I didn't do. Yeah, I become homeless.